You are listening to Pandora's Box Radio with Kalia LaRoche. For more information about my products and services, counseling, coaching, hypnotherapy, books, and audios, please visit NarcissismFree.com or PathBackToSelf.com. Hello and welcome to Pandora's Box. This is Kalia and today we're going to talk about healing through a higher perspective. Our perspective is our story. It's how we view the world or a certain person or circumstance. It's about the lens in which we view a situation. It's the spin we put on a story. It's what we believe to be true and yet In the end, it's only perspective. Our perspective can either make us or break us. We can view every person or circumstance in life either through the lens of love or through the lens of fear. When we are in fear, our core wounds are activated. We see the world through our pain. We create stories that support our pain and unfortunately keep that pain alive. When you're trying to get out of pain, it's important to first be willing to feel what's coming up and honor that this pain is present. Secondly, it's important to ask ourselves what our story is and what perspective or lens we're viewing the painful circumstances from. One thing I've learned on my journey is that everybody has their own perspective and each person puts their own spin on things. We can get caught up in who is right and who is wrong and we can try and justify our stories and perspectives by telling other people and looking for validation that we're right. There was a question I learned decades ago Would you rather be right or would you rather be happy? We often spend so much time fighting to be right and making the other person wrong. And maybe at times this is needed in order to find your inner right, to find the guidance within that leads you to what is right for you and what is wrong for you. But when we focus on needing to be right and make the other wrong, We get stuck in blame, which is a fear-based energy. It's okay to acknowledge when something really hurts you. And it's okay for us to say what he or she did was not okay with me, and it didn't feel good to me. The key word here is me. Because the focus has to come back to ourselves and what's going on within us. Lashing out at others when we're in pain doesn't help us to heal our pain. But acknowledging that we are in pain and finding the strength and the courage to be present with ourselves in our pain will help to heal it. We all want to blame others. We all want to lash out from time to time. We're only human. But those who are on a personal and spiritual growth path need to be open to seeing life from a higher perspective, one that is based on love, especially self-love rather than fear. The higher perspective considers that 
everything that happens in life has a purpose, whether or not we understand that purpose. There's an order to the universe, and we can look for the gift in every situation, even when it's difficult to do so. I help people through some of the most dark and painful passages in life, usually inspired by some kind of narcissistic abuse or family dynamic that leaves one feeling powerless. It can be difficult to look for the gift in these abusive and disempowering situations, but in the end, our greatest healing comes in our ability to find the gift. Because when we find the gift, we can see how the painful event or circumstance caused us to have to dig deeper into our own psyche to develop greater self-understanding. This greater self-understanding ultimately leads to our empowerment. Through these experiences, many of us learn that we can trust our intuition, that our intuition was right all along guiding us to where we needed to be. Many of us learn how to stand up for ourselves. Many of us learn how to stop abandoning ourselves. Many of us learn what our core wounds are and set out to heal them. Many change their relationship dynamics in order to have more loving and empowering relationships. Many learn how to say no to people who treat them badly. These are the gifts we receive in the darkest times. We step into a truer version of ourselves, one who is stronger and more empowered. It often takes a really disempowering situation to find our greatest power. When I talk about perspectives, once we've gone through really difficult and challenging circumstances and find the gift in the darkness, we learn that there's always a gift. We can begin to look for the opportunity for growth rather than default to old victim roles that are self-defeating and disempowering. I've been cast into the role of scapegoat throughout my life. Being a scapegoat can be very painful because the scapegoat takes the blame for the disowned pain that others are carrying. Scapegoats often carry a lot of shame believing that they're somehow bad people. They often find themselves having to explain and defend themselves with people who are projecting their shadow onto the scapegoat. After decades of playing the role of the scapegoat, I began to see my role differently. I shifted my perspective. Instead of seeing that I was the one who took the fall for the dysfunctional systems around me, I began to see myself as the one who held the love while others were in pain. It took me learning not to take other people so personally. This was difficult, and I still struggle with this sometimes, but I'm reminded of the higher perspective. When I take on the role as the one who holds the love while others are throwing stones at me, the stones don't hurt as much because I recognize that people are lashing out because they're in pain. It isn't about me. As a recovering codependent, I recognize that I didn't cause it, I can't control it, and I can't cure it. I recognize my powerlessness to fix or change others. I recognize my powerlessness in changing how others perceive me. 
The only thing I have control over is how I perceive myself. If I perceive myself as the bad one who is rejected, blamed, and cast out, I feel the pain of that perspective. If I see myself as the holder of the light, the holder of the love, who stands strong in the midst of hostility being projected onto me, I don't have to own the pain that others are throwing at me. It isn't mine. It doesn't belong to me. I'm not to blame. I don't have to defend myself. I don't have to get others to see my innocence. I allow others to be where they are. There's a great relief in knowing I don't have to defend myself or explain myself to others anymore. Instead, I can simply be myself. And if people need to find fault with me, this is their journey and really has nothing to do with me. I've learned that it can be really dangerous to our self-esteem to own the perspectives and the projections of others. We need to give others the freedom to see things from their own lens, however distorted that lens is. We can't convince others that their lens is distorted. They don't see it that way. And as I said, we all have the right to our own perspective. True narcissists have a very distorted lens in which they view the world. And they are masters at getting others to see things from their perspective. They don't only distort the lens for themselves, they distort the lens for others. If you've been involved with a narcissist, you know what I mean. One of the characteristics of malignant narcissism is the complete inability to be wrong about anything. The narcissist is always right and you are always wrong. That is the perspective of the narcissist. And how many of us have been caught up in this dynamic, trying to prove ourselves to the narcissist in our life or trying to get them to admit fault? It doesn't work. In the mind of the narcissist, he or she is never at fault. If we try and make it our mission to convince a narcissist to take responsibility for their own behavior, we're fighting a losing battle. It's best to accept that this is the way of the narcissist and leave him or her to see the world from the distorted narcissistic perspective. One of the keys to your healing in dynamics like this is to refuse to make the narcissistic perspective about you. It really has nothing to do with you. You're nothing more than a mirror reflecting back to the narcissist something he or she doesn't want to see as coming from within. The narcissistic perspective needs to make you wrong. It's your job to shift your perspective to a higher level to where you don't make yourself wrong. When we choose to shift to a higher perspective, we're often choosing to be the bigger person. And it isn't about being superior or better than, but rather being willing to let go of your end of the rope. Refuse to engage in the power struggle. 
Power struggles are designed to take power from the other. We need to learn to own our power and stop giving it away to people who want to fight us for our precious life force energy. Another important perspective to consider is how we see ourselves. When we see ourselves from our core wound of unworthiness, we interpret the hurtful behavior of others as proof that we are unworthy. As we heal our core wound of unworthiness and recognize that we are just as worthy as anyone else, we can stop taking other people so personally. Learning to see ourselves from a higher perspective is to learn to see the good in ourselves and nurture that part of ourselves. We must be willing to see our own innocence and know what our intentions are. We must see ourselves as worthy of love and acknowledge where we've been loving and where we could be more loving. Often areas we could be more loving is towards ourselves. I've learned to love the enemy, the one who projects and blames me for their pain. I've learned to love them but to distance myself from them. Distancing myself from my accusers is an act of self-love. I don't need to put myself in the line of fire. Sometimes we find ourselves in the line of fire and it can't be helped, but we can remove ourselves as a target and return to a place of self-love. A higher perspective is to acknowledge that you are worthy of love and have the right to be treated with kindness and respect. If you're not treated with kindness and respect, you have the right to remove yourself from the person or persons who mistreat you. If you have an entire family or community that is targeting you, you have the right to remove yourself from these systems and seek shelter for your soul. Many of us have lost entire social networks as a result of a narcissistic smear campaign, and this is very painful. However, I've learned through such experiences that we can always rebuild. When you know that you're a good person and worthy of love, kindness, and respect, you will find others who know this about you as well. If you fall into the trap of shame and self-blame, you may have difficulty rebuilding your life because you may not feel you're worthy of kindness and respect. When you find yourself here, the rebuilding must first begin on the inside. You need to go on a quest to find your own self-worth. Get the help and support you need. Find people who reflect to you your beauty, your kindness, and your love. People are like mirrors providing us with different reflections. Think about going to a carnival where there are many different funhouse mirrors. The funhouse mirrors provide you with distorted reflections of yourself. Some make you wide and fat, some really skinny. And let's say that admits the funhouse mirror is a true mirror that reflects you perfectly. If you walked into a store to purchase a mirror to hang in your house and you had the option of all the different distorted reflections, you would likely choose the mirror that reflects you in your most positive light.
in your truest light. And that is the mirror that you'll take home with you. We need to have the same perspective when seeing our reflection in the eyes of others. We get to choose who we want to spend our time with. We get to choose which mirror we will look into on a regular basis. Your primary social circle should be people who reflect you positively. I choose to look into the mirror of those who love me and reflect that love to me. We can learn to see all the different mirrors as different perspectives. And it isn't that we reject anyone who has a different view of life than we do. That's judgment. We need to be willing to allow for others to have their perspective. People have different religious perspectives, different political views, different social views, and different ways of looking at the world. People can view life from the lens of love or from the lens of fear. They can have a positive perspective or a negative one. They can project onto the world their own insecurities. They can project their beliefs. There are as many different perspectives as there are people in the world because we all see things a little bit differently. Some people a lot differently. When we're certain that we're right about something, we need to remember that we are only right about our perspective. There are other perspectives that don't align with yours. Although we have different perspectives in life, people who have suffered trauma and PTSD often have a distorted or cracked lens of perception. This happens when one projects what is in his or her shadow out onto someone else, and we call this projection. Projection is common with personality disorders, such as narcissistic personality disorder and borderline personality disorder. The lens in which someone with these kind of disorders view the world is really distorted. And this is why we call their behavior crazy-making. It doesn't make sense. It's very distorted. When someone's coming from their core wounds or their pain body, they often see through the lens of their pain, which can distort reality. As I mentioned in the beginning of this podcast, when you see the world through the lens of your pain, you create a story to justify that pain that you're feeling. You can easily get stuck in your story and keep your pain alive. And the sooner you learn to let go of your story that you're telling yourself and others, the more quickly that you're going to heal. An example might be if your narcissistic boyfriend or girlfriend devalues and discards you and moves quickly to a new relationship. This experience will most likely leave you reeling in pain. Your pain body is activated. Your core wounds are activated. Your abandonment wound is really activated. And the story you are telling yourself is, if I had been good enough, he wouldn't have left me like this. Or she wouldn't have left me like this. You sink into your core shame and pain 
and feel worthless as a result. Your shame tells you that there's something really wrong with you. You imagine the new girlfriend to be perfect, everything he could ever want. And this is positive projection, projecting all the good qualities onto someone else. And negative projections, you project all the bad onto yourself. This is obviously a losing battle. When you continually reinforce the story that there's something really wrong with you, that you are bad, you are unworthy, you are unlovable, you are a problem, you are complicated, or whatever you've been led to believe about yourself, you continue to feel bad about yourself. It keeps that pain regenerating. We also get stuck in our victim stories of what that person did to you. You tell the story over and over again to yourself and to others. You may go on to support forums online and tell your story again and again to whoever will listen. You're often looking for validation for how awful that person is to have done this to you. And even if it was really awful, even if it's a true story that you're telling from your point of view, it's still a story. And when you continue to tell your story, you keep the pain alive. Because every time you tell that story, it's like it just happened. It is the wound that keeps hurting. We go from being a victim to being empowered when we can shift our perspective from our victim story or our shame-based story to a story that supports us really moving forward in life. And that story might go like this. He was unwilling to take responsibility for his part in the relationship. And when I pushed him to own his stuff, he left. It's good that he's gone because now I'm free to heal and to find someone who's accountable and capable of truly loving me. Even though it hurts right now, I know this is a blessing in disguise. So this is still a story of sorts, but it's an empowering story. It's a story that says you were unwilling to settle for someone who could not take responsibility for their issues in the relationship. And this is empowering because it puts the emphasis on you and choice. You're not a victim. You are making a choice. I even tell people that feel like a victim, that feel like they, they were the one that was left in the relationship, that they still have choice. They can choose to end the relationship. Even if the other person walked out, when they choose to end the relationship, they're not allowing that person to walk back in at any time. They're putting their foot down. They're saying, enough is enough, and I'm calling this over. In the story where you take responsibility and you see the gift, you celebrate your freedom and know that you can move on to greener pastures, to a place where you can get the love that you want and deserve. And in this story, you don't focus on the new girlfriend at all or the new boyfriend because you understand that the person in your life moved towards another person hoping that they will never call them on their stuff or believing it was your stuff all along. And so now that person's free of it. But you know, when he or she walked out that door, they took their stuff with them to give to the next person. That's just the way it works.
We can have the exact same experience and yet tell different stories about what that experience means. The story we tell ourselves makes all the difference in the world on how we feel. Are we telling a victim story? Are we telling a story from our core wounds of shame and unworthiness? Or are we telling a story that empowers us? When we practice seeing the events and circumstances in our life from different perspectives, we begin to have a more positive experience. When we stop taking the perspective of others personally, we free ourselves from owning the emotional baggage of others. The more we take on the baggage of others, the heavier and denser we feel in our lives. We end up feeling all this stuff that we've taken on and believe it's ours when it really doesn't have anything to do with us at all. We initially take on the disowned pain of our parents and then we carry that dynamic into our adulthood and start absorbing the disowned pain of our friends and partners. When we can learn to stop absorbing or taking on the stuff others are throwing at us, we really begin to free ourselves. So let's move up the ladder of awareness to a much higher perspective where we can see through the lens of love and acceptance. Accept others where they are and decide if you wish to still have them in your life or not. You get to choose. Send love to those who are hurting, including yourself. Love the wounded inner child. Love the part of yourself that is hurting. The more you can love the part of yourself that's hurting, the more you can love the wounded child in others. It only takes a moment to shift your perspective. It can happen as quickly as changing your mind. When you make a conscious choice to change the way in which you view something, you change the outcome. It's that easy. There's no better daily practice than the practice of changing how you view something that has happened or how you view the behavior of another person. Shift your perspective. Change your story. Change your life. Thank you so much for listening today. And just a reminder, if you want to learn more about me, my work, book a counseling session, a hypnotherapy session, please visit me at NarcissismFree.com or PathBackToSelf.com. Have a great day, and we'll see you in the next podcast. Thank you.